0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, September 19th. Welcome to the show. M&M Carnage hotline is open. Hello, Scooter. Hello, John. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Scooter's never here on Monday so no. well he's not here for my show he's here for the important shows but he's not here for <laughs> my show. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. Man, I'm already I'm already bringing you down. <laughs> 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well. 502-414-1450. Head to Thornton's now, man. It is a chamber of commerce day out there today. It's 68 degrees. No chance of rain. Wind is light. Uh, it's not a weather report, but I don't want to be here today. I'd ra- I would hate golfing. I'd rather be on the golf course.
1: It's going to get hot, though.
0: Just because of the weather today. It's gorgeous. It's going to be 78 by three. That's okay. 78. i had to wear a sweater then. <laughs> but you can still head to Thornton's. On your way to the golf course and grab you a 32-ounce or smaller fountain drink for 89 cents. That's 32 ounces or smaller. I don't know why you get smaller. Only 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink, then go hit the golf course because it's gorgeous. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scooters Sunday Select. What do they call Scooters Spread, spread select. Selections. 7 8 and 1 this week Woo-hoo! which is a vast improvement from last week when he was 5 and 11. You are now overall 12 19 and 1 but you predict a big week coming. Yeah, on. it's going to be a good week. Let me it, tell you that. Go ahead. It's only going to get better as the weeks go on. Let me tell you this. I was looking at the co- I was writing the college games down last night for the show top 25 matchups. Oh, I feel a good week coming on. Uh-oh. I know crazy. I feel like there's some gimmies, layups. Well, and from dunks. my from my understanding, you had a pretty good Sunday too. <laughs> well, you know how I love the overs. 11 of the 12 Sunday day games went over the total. The only one that didn't was Chiefs Jaguars 17 to 9 and the over under was 51. So I wasn't close. It's <laughs> not like I thought, "Oh man, I got a shot here." I never had a shot in that game. All 11 day games other than that went over the total. Sunday night, of course, because things tend to even out. Sunday night went under. Mm-hmm. Last night, first game under, second game over. What do you think about two games on Monday night football? I loved it.
1: I, I thought it was fantastic. I think they could space them out a little better. Maybe start the first one six fifteen, six thirty. Yeah, and then so
0: you get majority of that game. Well, they did. They used to do seven o'clock, ten o'clock. Oh, I, no, I would hate that. No, I would hate that. Now, you had a West Coast game at 10-15. I get it. But it's Monday night. People don't want to stay up past midnight. They just don't. They will if it's their team. You know, uh, you, for example. Yeah. You stayed up last night. I did. Normally, you wouldn't, but no. you did. Normally, so I'd Steelers
1: two hours before the game. Here's
0: my down. problem last night. Superimposing one game on the screen with the other one. You didn't like that? I didn't like that. If for I want to watch, reason? because if I want to watch Carolina and New Orleans, I'll flip it over to Carolina and New Orleans. If I want to watch Steelers, Browns, that's what I'm watching. And most TVs, mine included, and look, I got an old TV. I can do picture in picture if I want to watch both games. I can do that. You can do that? Don't do it for me. ESPN, I want a full game on my screen, I want the full screen of one game. Yeah, but what about the people that? And if I want to do picture in picture, I can do that.
1: What about the people that don't have the picture in picture option or Get a two a new, TV setup? And that was
0: they loved it. Go to Best Buy or go to Amazon. <laughs> that's what, that's all I can tell you. I don't. I don't. I, first of all, I did New Orleans, it. Carolina, difficult watch. Yeah, for sure, difficult watch. Bryce Young um, got, this got a lot is of growing not, up to do. You're not in Alabama. You can't outrun these linemen. And these linebackers, you think you can, you can't. He had some good moments. He was 22 of 33, 153 in a touchdown, no interceptions. Do you know that three teams in the NFC South are undefeated? Wow. One of the, we thought was going to be with the NFC North also and the AFC uh, South, South, yeah. going to be the worst divisions in football. New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Atlanta are all 2 0. Who saw that coming? Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, all 2 0. By the way, speaking of Desmond Ritter, former St. X quarterback, Tiger head coach Kevin Wallace will join me today. It is St. X versus Trinity week. Big week in Louisville, which is uh, big in the Catholic community. Friday night, 8 o'clock kickoff. Tony and I will be there, we'll bring you coverage right here on The Big X. Kevin Wallace will join me in about 11 minutes. We'll talk about his team. Is uh, 6A football still just St. X, Trendy, and Mayo? Because I don't think it is. There's some other good teams this year. I think it's wide open in 6A. Mayo, Manuel is good. Frederick Douglass and Lexington is good. There are some good teams in 6A football. Ryle and Northern Kentucky going into this week, they were the number one team in the RPI, which is uh it matters at the end of the season on who gets home games in the postseason. But we'll talk to him. Uh how is this week different from uh, other weeks as he's preparing for a game? We'll talk to Kevin Wallace ten minutes from now. Um back to the NFL, your Steelers won. Woohoo! <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, Cleveland outgamed Pittsburgh last night, 408 to 255. I know that's not the scoreboard. I get it. Can he pick it? Mm. Yikes. But Deshaun Watson throws a pick six, not his fault, on the first play of the game. And then the winning touchdown is a scoop and score fumble recovery. (laughs) And I think Watson fumbled that one too, right? Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. Um twenty six twenty two was the final. That game went over. By the way, I bet both unders last night. Ooh. I never bet unders. If I hit one and I didn't and the Steeler game was at halftime, it was sixteen to fourteen. I said, Yeah, that's thirty nine was the number. That one's going over.
1: Well, anytime you get you start the game with a defensive touchdown. Exactly. And then you get another one. A- any game with two defensive
0: touchdowns is going over. But I did bet the Steelers. Good for you. Steelers on Monday night football at home? Isn't that automatic? Yeah. Even Chuck Noll didn't lose on Monday night at home. And you don't even remember who he was. I had Steelers money line. Me too. I wasn't scared. Me too. Because they don't lose on Monday night. By the way. At home especially.
1: TJ threw out a stat this morning. Do you re- Did you realize that the Steelers did not run one play inside the Cleveland 30-yard
0: line? Not one. I did not, but that's a great. Not that's a, a single play. That's a great. I got a great stat for you, but that's a great stat. That's a great stat. And they won <laughs> and the they game. they won the game. Uh, did they have one offensive touchdown? Uh, Yeah. Right? I guess. Oh, yeah. Pickens. Yeah. yeah T-bone right, Pickens yeah. with the. Uh, the long one. The catching catching really fast run. Mm. Uh, he's scary. He is scary. Take it to Pickens. That needs some sort of name, right? Yeah, well, it's going to be back. It's going to be Mason Rudolph to Pickens if Pickett keeps playing like. No, that. they will not put in Rudolph over Pickett. Uh, the bad news last night was the Nick Chubb knee injury. Um, look, I never watched a replay. I don't want to watch a replay. Same. I saw Joe Joe Theismann's broken leg. I saw Kevin Ware's broken leg for U of L ten years ago. Can you believe that was ten years ago? Crazy. I saw that. Uh, now they show, we were just, I I saw Dak Prescott's ankle last, uh, two years ago, or was it last two years ago? Yeah.
1: We were debating this morning. They definitely showed a replay of the Kevin Ware one, right? Yes.
0: Okay. From, uh, up top. Yeah. They didn't show it from the side. They showed it from up top, but it was still gruesome to see, you know, I don't know what the journalistic rules are here. Do you show it? Do you not show it? I, I'm fine with them not showing it. Yeah, same. I don't need to see it. You know, it. it you could. They showed it. You can tell. They showed it on the big screen in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because they're showing Stefanski on the sideline, and all of a sudden you hear the crowd go, "Oh, <laughs> like oh, that was brutal." Mm-hmm. So I, once that happened, I said, "Nope, I don't want to see it. Don't need to see it." He uh, is going to be done for the year, Kevin Stefanski said after the game. I don't know what it is till we get the MRI back, but I can safely say he's done for the year.
1: Now, can you remember a time where there was an injury like this and they didn't
0: show a replay? Because that was a first for me last night. Uh, if you remember the beginning of the movie The Blind Side, where they show the Joe Thiesman broken leg uh, for the Washington at the time Redskins, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Taylor is on the field, the tackle is made, and Lawrence Taylor just. Uh, one of the meanest guys in pro football, one of the toughest guys, puts his hands on his helmet, and you can see him going, oh, my God, what did I just see, and calling for the Washington trainers to get out there as quickly as possible. Now, this is a this is Lawrence Taylor. This is not a punter. This is a guy that's job is to hurt the other team. And he was just beside himself, and then they showed the replay. I remember David Letterman one night had the new a new product called the Joe Theismann pencil sharpener, and you rotated his leg to sharpen your pencil. Yeah, he waited a few weeks, you know. (laughs) Too soon? No, that's David Letterman.
1: But that is
0: when that leg flopped around the lower half of that leg. It it just made you want to throw up. It made you sick to your stomach. Um, So again, I didn't want to see it. Now, this brings – remember what happened in the offseason, late in the offseason? Running backs wanted to get paid. Mm-hmm. A couple of these guys held out for a while. Barkley eventually ended up getting a little bit of money. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, by the way, if he never – let's say he never plays again. God forbid. This is his second injury to the same knee. Let's say he doesn't play again. He is going to make, over his career, $34 million. That'll do. That's okay. You know how much Jared Goff's making this season? 52? $34 million. Oh, okay. I'm just trying. There's a lot of quarterbacks making more than that. Mm-hmm. These running backs don't get paid because their first contract is four years, fifth year option, and then they're beat to death. They're beat up. So in the first two weeks of the season, Baltimore has lost J.K. Dobbins to a season ending injury. Cleveland has lost Nick Chubb to a season-ending injury. Austin Eckler didn't play in Week 2 because of an injury. Saquon Barkley got hurt Sunday. He's going to be out three weeks due to an ankle injury. Have I covered them all? Um, Aaron Jones, hamstring injury at the end of that Green Bay game, didn't play this week. Jamal Williams got hurt last night. Jamal Williams. uh, Luckily, they had a replacement up from the practice squad. He's going to be out. For a long time?
1: Not, uh, not sure. I haven't I haven't seen a link on that. This
0: is why the NFL owners don't want to pay these running backs. Because they can replace them. Toby Jones Jr. came in last night and played well. Who? Toby Jones Jr. after the Jamal Williams injury came in and played very, very well. Never heard of him. Exactly. That's the point. These GMs and these owners say, we can put somebody else in here. And you go back to the Super Bowl. Isaac Pacheco. A sixth round draft pick was great for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You don't Philadelphia, the year before, had a bunch of different dudes just running around. Some of them you never heard of before. There are great running backs. Nick Chubb's great running back. Derrick Henry, great running back. Saquon Barkley, great running back. Doesn't matter. These teams are not going to pay the big bucks to the running backs anymore. They need money for quarterbacks, left tackles, and edge rushers.
1: That's it. You know, good news for these teams is there's a pretty dang good running back in the free agent market right now who I'm just curious where he's going to end up. I heard them talking about him last night. Fournette? Is that who they were talking about? No. Oh, yeah, I was talking
0: about Fournette. No, Kareem Hunt. I'd rather have Fournette over Hunt. Well, Kareem Hunt knows the Cleveland offense. That's true. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um. The kid they put in, Ford, did a fine job. Yeah, he's gonna be he good. did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like the Jets sticking with Zach Wilson. Are the Browns gonna stick with Ford? Or do they say, Yeah, we're one and one. We better go uh, let's call it, let's give Cream Hunt a courtesy call. Didn't they just draft? See if he's Ford? still in shape. Isn't this yes. his first year?
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, I think so. I think they stick with him. I don't know, man. He's, he's pretty shifty.
0: I don't know. Bengals are 0 2. Uh, and now is what do you do with Joe Burrow now? Because he re-aggravated that calf. Do you know what's really close to the calf, Scooter? The Achilles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they're connected, and then the Achilles bones connected to the heel. Bone. Well, I don't know. I don't know the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, you're owing two? What do you do with your two hundred and fifty-five million dollar investment? Tough. What do you do? I say you you sit him a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure he's one hundred percent. Now, Bengal fan who wants to win is going to say eighty percent. Joe Burrow is better than anything we got on the bench. It's better than anything we got on the bench. Oh, do you know their backup? That's fine for the next two weeks. But what if he gets he re really re injures that calf, or worse, the Achilles becomes involved? Who's their backup? Jake Browning. Oh, yeah. Jake the Snake? Jake Brown. High-flying Jake? I don't know. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk more NFL, go for some of Scooter's picks, laugh at some of them, and give him credit for some of them Hey-o. as well. And I got a great stat from the New Orleans-Carolina game last night. Kevin Wallace, St. X head football coach, after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. On the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Orange text lines open. 502-414-1450. I'll get the news and notes. In a little bit, uh, Colorado State and Colorado, fifth highest watched college football game in the history of ESPN. Wow. Are you ready for that? And it came on at 10 o'clock. It's the highest watched game in that uh, time window, the late prime time, 9 o'clock and later. Prime, man, Dion, I'm telling you, he is galvanizing. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline, change the subject a little bit, bring in another galvanizing figure, Kevin Wallace. <laughs> Head coach of uh, St. X football. How you doing, coach? Doing great. I'm going to give you a little note of fact. Okay. Um, there are players that I've coached
2: on both of those teams Saturday night
0: and they, Colorado,
2: Colorado State. And they are? Charles Pudler, who was a quarterback for us here at St. X, is playing for Colorado State. And Vito Tisdale, who I coached at Bowling Green before I left, is
0: a uh, safety with Colorado. Former Kentucky Wildcat, right? It is correct. All right. Well, I'll do the interview. Okay, you answer the questions, <laughs> and I—that's uh, that's how it works. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, did you watch Colorado, Colorado State? Anyway, were you one of the nine point three million? No, I
2: was not. I I, uh, I wasn't staying up that late. That's for sure. But I, I, here's the ironic part uh, when I was up early Sunday morning, beginning my or continuing my work on Trinity. By the time Dana finally got up, she said, "Oh, you should have stayed up and
0: watched the Colorado game. It was <laughs> yeah, but you'd have been up till two thirty. Believe right. me, I didn't even stay up and watch the Colorado game. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm a late, uh, I'm a late sleeper. So anyway, um, I so I'm you exactly got opposite. you got a big game this weekend, I guess. Saint X and Trinity, uh, the annual. Do you know your record against Trinity at Saint X? By the way, top uh, of your head, three three. There you go. But you've won the last two, so you're on fire right now. <laughs> wow. You know what, none of that matters uh, at this no, point. It's no. all
2: about Friday night.
0: What uh, What's different about this week than a normal week of preparation?
2: Uh, it's just a lot of excitement around school. It's, uh, um, it, it's not dissimilar to major rivals that um, maybe – the what the, the week like inside of school than it is at other schools, but the, this involves so much more of a metropolitan area and a, and a large Catholic community gets excited about this event, and then the things that go on around the game publicly is is, is so unique, and then um, the fact that this this rivalry has been able to continue to put the number of people in a stands that it does uh, during a time where high school attendance is is down overall, uh says an awful lot about the, the strength of feeling that people have in this community about St. X and Trinity.
0: Was there a game when you coached at Bowling Green that you could compare to this game at all? Well I think that
2: during the years when Warren Central was really good.
0: Um
2: w- which, you know, they kinda fell off when when South Warren was created, they they kind of divided that school up yeah. in a manner that, that really really destroyed Warren Central's football program but um, throughout the 90s, 2000s, early early 10s, uh, that was a heck of a rivalry. And you had that same kind of energy that went on around the school and obviously much smaller community uh, in terms of the number of people that were excited about it, but uh, uh, therefore you're not going to have as many people in the stands. But for a high school event, uh, you know, the World Central rivalry was a big one. Uh, when I first got to Bowling Green, the Franco-Simpson we was, was very similar to that, and that, that kind of faded off
0: much quicker. How do you keep your team, um, I guess, they're obviously they're going to be focused come Friday night. How do you keep them at a steady pace throughout the week? I
2: don't think you talk about it much. I, I think that um, from a coaching staff standpoint, you try to keep this week similar to, Every week you're going to have uh, that. This is what they do. This is what we've got to do. This is what we've got to work on. Uh, you don't you don't use names. I think that's that's the big thing that I've, I've talked to our staff here for five years about. You know, don't get into talking about who their players are. You know, because they know all of them. Right. You know, I don't think we want to get caught up in in personal battles and that. You know, let the emotional part of it get to us. That. You know, if you keep everything generic and 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 remind them that we have a job to do, and, and hopefully keep their emotions on an even keel, because there's going to be enough to get them emotional about the game. That we don't, as
0: coaches, I don't think we should add to it. Do you not get emotional about uh, a big game like this? Let's let's. I mean, you've been doing this for sixty years or so. Do you? Uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. that's yeah.
0: lose... <laughs> birth, with Coach Wallace, right? <laughs> Did you, you lose any
2: sleep this week? Um, I lose sleep every week. Um, <laughs> I think that one of the things when you become a head coach, you, you you have this this innate ability to think of everything that could go wrong. And um, and obviously you don't want it to go wrong in a, in a game that's on this kind of stage. The reality of it is um, there's not a finality to the end of what happens Friday night. If we win, uh, we're going to move on and play Ryle next week. Uh, if we lose, we're, we're, we'll move on and play raw next week. And, and the thought process, in my mind as a coach, is that, you know, I will immediately turn to what if we have to play them again? You know, when, when Friday night's over, with, win or lose. You know, how, what did we as a staff do wrong? What did we do right? How can we change the outcome or keep the outcome uh, if we have to play them again? Because chances are, at some point, we, you know, we will be on different halves of the state, but... You know, if they advance the semis, and we advance the semis, you know, we're probably going to play them in the semis or the finals. They're, they're they're a really good football team, and they've had a, a really strong schedule, so people don't get all bent out of shape about their record. You know, Elder came in here at 2-2 two two last Friday, John, and they're the best team we're going to play.
0: Yeah, they were good.
2: And I don't think it's close that they're the best team we're going to play, but they had played, you know, a, a top 10 team in the country, and they had played a top 100 team in the country. and. Um, barely lost to both of them. So, um, you know, I don't get caught up in records, and, and, you know, I think if people start to think that Trinity's in trouble as a program, they're, that, that's laughable because they're playing a lot of really good teams.
0: Talking to Kevin Wallace, head coach, Sanex, as the Tigers prepare to take on their arch-rival Trinity this Friday night. That game will be right here on the Big X, 8 o'clock kickoff, 7.35 pregame with myself and Tony Burke, you're in the highest class in Kentucky, six A. Uh, for years, it's been St. X Trinity male. That's changing, isn't it? There's some good teams in six A. There are, but I think there've been good teams, you know, for a lot of years. Um, you know, Manuel's always
2: had really good talent since I've been here. Yeah, uh, I think you line up against them, you see, you see guys that can really play. I think Ballard has uh, increased. Their talent level, and obviously had a great year last year. Um, Bill at East had a special year with with special group of kids, and not sure that uh, you know I haven't seen them on tape, but just looking through scores, you know I'm not sure that they're going to really compete at the highest level. But they're going to be they're going to be tough for somebody to beat. And then with Frederick Douglass coming in six a I mean, when you when you have the type of talent level that they've been able to amass. And basically getting the best players in Lexington at their school um, they're going to be difficult for anybody to handle I mean they' they're sitting out there with you know multiple division one offer guys in both their senior and junior class so um, they're going to be very talented and very difficult to beat uh, when the time comes for somebody to have to beat them
0: you mentioned uh, you didn't mention Ryle you mentioned them earlier but they're one of the best teams uh, in Northern Kentucky
2: yeah we're um, you know and, and that's a situation where I guess um, uh, May's district will play that Northern Kentucky district in the first rounds this year. So uh, I think those Northern Kentucky schools will have a very difficult team, yeah. a difficult time advancing um, you, you know, unless maybe they're one, but even you know, I think Fern Creek's got a much improved team, so uh, it's not a good year for the Northern Kentucky schools in terms of who they draw in the first two rounds of the playoffs.
0: What did you learn about your team a, a week ago uh, when they beat Mayo 20-10? to 10? Because a lot of people, that opened a lot of eyes around the state, I think.
2: Well, John, that, it, it, it's a great example of when you take care of little things that give you hidden yardage, that you extend your opportunities to win a football game. We did a really good job in the kicking game of establishing field position. We did not turn the ball over. Um Almost every drive, mail had to go at least 80 yards to score. Um, you know, it's very hard for a high school team, even as good as mail is, to accomplish that without making a mistake. And we were very fortunate that either they'd have a penalty or a negative play uh, somewhere during a drive that would would create an opportunity for us to get it, get them stopped. And, and we were able to. Uh, the only touchdown they scored, ironically, was last drive in the game where they had a long kickoff return that put them in positive uh, field position, and, and they scored late in the game. But, you know, everything kind of went right. Positive turnover margin, really good job in the kicking game to establish field position, and um, played well enough defensively to get them stopped and keep them off the board. Uh, as I tell our team all the time, they don't put yards on the scoreboard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we're very fortunate in that because, you know, Mail had a lot of yards and, and, and moved the football, but, field position was with King in that game. And you turn around the next week um, with Elder, and, you know, we had a negative three turnover margin. And um, they were able – you know, they had two drives over 80 yards where they scored touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I I think that their offense is very difficult to stop because it's so unusual and and they've got good personnel. And, um, you know, they proved me wrong of what I just said, that that oftentimes when high school teams have to go multiple plays – 80 yards if they, they, they don't score a lot. Well, you know, Elder did. And, um, you know, so we've got to get back to doing those little things right, the hidden yardage things right, really be solid in the kicking game, create field position where Trinity's got to go a long way to score. Uh,
0: I know Elder's had 72 offensive plays last week, and they're a different beast. But uh, are you pretty happy with your defense overall, that game, that one game notwithstanding?
2: we got to do a better job stopping the run. Uh, we had a hard time stopping the run against Mayo. Um, and, and you knew you were going to have a hard time stopping the run last week uh, because yeah. Elder's as good as it's going to get running the football. Um, I think that one of the things that we're going to be tested on early uh, is, is Trinity's going to come out and see if they can, if they found blood to water, so to speak, uh, that, that they know how to move football against us, and that's line up and come right at us and get to our edges because uh, Mail got to our edges and hurt us uh, with outside-type run game. And uh, Trinity, for years, has been really good at running outside zones, so uh, I'm sure we're in a steady dose of that early uh, to see if, if it, they feel like they maybe can have the same kind of success male and elders had.
0: You told me uh, last week you watched the Trinity-Carmel game, and you <laughs> came away thinking, man, Trinity's a lot better than I thought they were. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you I, think I, about this Rocks team overall?
2: Well, they got five starters on defense, down their three-year starters. So, you know, I, I keep reading about how young they
0: are, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to call fake news on that one. Bull junk, uh, as uh, Dion would say, bull junk? It, yeah, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's not exactly correct. Um, <laughs> you, you know, they, if, if
2: I had to sit down and pick a number one team with what everybody had coming back going in, when I did that for the media people that asked me to do it, you know, I, I had Trendy as my number one team. I thought that Trendy and Mayo would be very close. Uh, in terms of the talent that was returning on the rosters, and uh, still feel like that they're going to be one of the teams that somebody's got to play really well against in November to beat uh, to get to a state championship, uh, because they do have experience defensively, and they do have really good players on defense. Offensively, you know, they uh, there are games where they look like they've they found the answers, and then there are games that, they have it proven to be inconsistent. Perhaps some of that comes from, um, you know, they've got new receivers, they've got new people that have played quarterback and, and those type things. But, um, you know, I think they're they're better at running back uh, than they were last year. I think their their personnel at wide receiver is, is good or better than what they had last year. Uh, and, and the offensive line, obviously, you've got guys that are returning from last year. So I think that... The potentials there for them to be really solid, and and, and I, I think what I said after the Carmel game is correct. If you watch them play against Carmel, you, that that was an uh oh moment. You, you know, yeah. if you're an opposing coach, that that's that's a really good football team. And then um, you know they just quite frankly had their struggles with mail. Uh, really, you, you take 2020 out of the, uh, the equation since I've been here, and and mail has has handled Trinity, You know, a lot of times even with ease. And uh, for whatever reason, that has not been a very good matchup for Trinity, and it, w-
0: it certainly wasn't Friday night. Your next win, whether it is Friday or the next Friday or the next Friday or the next Friday, will be your 350th. How much uh, How much longer are you going to do this? Um, till Dan- til Dana maybe. tells
2: you to stop? Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to answer. Uh, Dana might have more to do with that than, than me. <laughs> um, and, and as I've said, if, if, you know, my health, is premium you know obviously if i feel good and i get through the years and i feel like i'm still productive and um you know i don't want to over overextend my welcome i don't i don't want to be coaching when i really don't have the capabilities of doing a good job and um hopefully i, I think that i'm still at a stage where where i can add something uh, to a program and add something to a young man's life and uh as long as that's the case um I really don't have a great desire to sit at home, and twiddle my thumbs, and do things that Dana wants me to do. So, um, you know, right now I'm in good shape.
0: You come work at the liquor store with me? No, nah, that's not what. That wasn't one of those dream jobs I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, I hate to bring it up. Are your Braves ever going to win another game? Uh, man, I'm a
2: man of, of, of September celebrations and October misery. <laughs>
0: Uh, spoken like a true brace fan. Hey, how cool is it that your son is uh, no longer coaching at Purdue, but he's coaching down the street?
2: That's pretty neat. Uh, and, and just from a, a standpoint of me doing my job, it means that I don't have to waste a whole day of preparation to uh uh Tell them you're busy. Tell them tell you're but busy. Answer it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll let it go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like last week, I didn't go to the, the game in Indy just simply because I said, you know, I'm, I'm not giving up a. Uh, a day of, of preparation for Trinity to to yeah. go to that game. And so, uh, but it's pretty neat to be able to uh, to at least get a chance to see him and Sammy and um, kind of feel like you're you're in the everyday mode of, of good part of their lives. And um, that that's for me. It's not it's, it's not necessarily the football stuff as much as it is just personally uh, getting to getting to be around to him and Sammy a an lot. Well, you
0: guys you guys made a lot of trips up to. West Lafayette, which meant a lot of early Saturday morning wake-up calls. Now you just got go to go, you know, drive over to Floyd Street. Yeah, that's, that puts that's us all awesome. on my yep. Hey, good luck Friday. Obviously, I'm pulling for you. You know that. And uh, continued success. And I, I bet the Braves, so I certainly hope they win the World Series. But uh, good hey, luck hey. good luck Friday. Hi, Thank you, Jared. Thanks, Coach. Coach Kevin Wallace, St. X Tigers. He's a good dude. Good dude, Scooter. And he's going to quit when mama tells him it's time to quit. <laughs> smart, I like that.
1: Smart man, too.
0: And he doesn't know which is the mute button on the phone <laughs> when the people are calling. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some more. Phil Mickelson in the news. Um, Michigan State's going to fire Mel Tucker. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Great stat from the New Orleans-Carolina game for you. And the Reds win woo All that and more. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage on the Big Action. Anywhere y'all, everywhere y'all. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Welcome back. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage, John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. No show tomorrow. That's a reminder. Bats Ooh. Baseball tomorrow. Final series of the year at Slugger Field, Iowa in town. Tonight, six thirty five uh first pitch, six oh five pregame with Jim Kelch and Nick Curran, right here on the Big X. Tomorrow noon start, noonish start, twelve oh five actually. Eleven thirty-five pregame, Scooter. You'll be on the board for that one, so probably sixteen to nine. Yeah, it'll be a three and a half, four-hour game, no <laughs> doubt about it. So, uh, six games left in the regular season for the bats. Uh, six games left in the entire season for the bats. So, get out to Slugger Field this week if you haven't done so already, or even if you have done so already. They'll have fireworks Saturday night after the game. I know that, and then Fan Appreciation Day on Sunday. I don't know what they're giving away. Uh, but I won't be there. But um, you should be there because they do give some nice really, part- parting gifts away.
1: Really disappointed in myself that it's been probably four years since I went to a bats game. Yeah, unacceptable. No
0: excuse. Unacceptable. I've never been to a loose city game. Oh, well, that's unacceptable. So, you know, I get a lot of grief about that from people that are soccer aficionados. Um. So no show tomorrow. Thursday, Tony Burke will join me in the studio. And then Friday, special show from Salsaritas. Yes. Uh, in the East End of Louisville, oh. I will be there. You will be there. I'm pumped, and uh, we'll be coming to you live from Salsaritas. So, uh, be talking f- with our mouthful. I think my show. fan base should show up for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. David and Ed and Buzz and the other 12 listeners that I have should all <laughs> head over to Salsaritas noon Friday for Spears on Sports. I'm pumped. All right. Here's my stat last night: New Orleans beat Carolina 20 to 17. It was an ugly game, no fun to watch. That went under too, right? That went under. Yeah. I had that one, uh, and it was a pu- the game was a push, yeah. three point spread. Correct. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, when Taysom Hill carries the ball seven or more times, sixteen and one. Wow! Why wouldn't you just give it to him first seven plays of the game? Right? No kidding. I mean, I know that's. Simplifying, a, 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 just a, what is probably a really weird and uh, coincidental stat. That's an ESPN stat, but for but sure. sixteen and one when Taysom Hill has seven or more carries. By the I way, guess, I think there's something to that. I don't know how you don't know he's just going to run. I guess they're expecting him to throw the ball. At, at one of these times, he's going to throw the ball down the field. You got to sell out every time.
1: By the way, did you see the interaction between him and Derek Carr in the pregame regarding Carr's helmet? No. So Carr wears these – I don't know what they are, but they cover the ear holes on his helmet so he can hear the play call in his ear more clearly. And Taysom came up to him, was pointing at him. He's like, what is that? What what purpose does that serve? And they're just cutting up. Carr's like, yeah, it cuts out all the noise. We can go to Kansas City, and I hear everything perfectly – and Taysom was just so mind blown. He's like, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. And Derek's like, Yeah, you should, you should try it.
0: Which I admittedly didn't know. All was a thing guys, either. all guys are are just perpetually fourteen years old. We are. We are just not. We all are. I mean, yeah. you can say what you want. I right, Phil Mickelson is in recovery. He is not betting football this season. <laughs> Good for him. Why is Phil a story? Is Phil trying to revamp his image? Uh, he continues to recover. According this is from ESPN, um, trying to, Mark Schlabach, senior writer, continues to recover from gambling addiction, addiction. He put a statement out on social media yesterday. It comes about a month after pro gambler, Billy Walters said in the book that Mickelson bet a billion dollars. Remember that mm-hmm. on football, basketball, and baseball over the past 30 years. So Phil decided, I guess I need to make a statement. Why?
1: Well, here's the thing, and Don't I just, make a statement. I just now thought about this, John. But when all this first came out, didn't Phil say something along the lines of, "I haven't bet sports in like five years"? Yeah, he was lying. And now all of a sudden, he's in gambling addiction programs. Phil, Come
0: on. Phil wrote, "Quote: Most of you will enjoy this football season with moderation, while having lots of fun and entertainment. The fantasy leagues will provide banter amongst friends, and money. Won or lost betting won't affect you." I won't be betting this year because I crossed the line of moderation and into addiction, which isn't any fun at all. The money wasn't ever an issue since our financial security has never been threatened, but I was so distracted I wasn't able to be present with the ones I love and caused a lot of harm. This lack of presence has been so hurtful on and on and on. He's 53 years old. Uh, Look, I I hope he gets the help he needs and never gambles again. It'd be great. Like, what's this guy doing? But he doing? went to live. He basically co created the live tour with uh, Greg Norman. Then he's accused of basically sending this uh, author to jail, Billy Walker, to jail by not testifying the way he could have. Ah, Phil's made some, some boner mistakes here. Mm-hmm. Boner mistakes. He's getting less, he's getting more hard to like. He's as the not days a sympathetic figure. Yeah. He's not. A lot of guys have issues. They're sympathetic figures. He is not a sympathetic figure. That's all. I mean, Phil Mickelson was on the arc of being this generation's Arnold Palmer. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you're too young to remember, Scooter, but everybody loved Arnold Palmer. Everybody. I mean, Arnold Palmer was the greatest. I mean, he had a drink. He had a drink, and he had a heater in his other hand. He had a lung dart. So, but everybody loved Arnold Palmer. Everybody loved Phil Mickelson. Phil versus Tiger, remember those days? Oh, yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved. Everybody, you know, most people love Tiger also, but everybody loved Phil. He was the underdog, man. He was easy to root for.
1: Well, he stayed out of the limelight in terms of off the course issues.
0: Whereas <sighs> Tiger had plenty of those. I don't know. Crazy. All right, here's something for you. Which 2-0 team in the NFL, before I get to the Reds, if I have time, I know you want me to get to your Reds, which 2-0 team in the NFL will not make the playoffs? You ready? Ready. Miami, Baltimore, those are the only two AFC undefeated teams, Miami and Baltimore. There are seven teams in the NFC that are undefeated. Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, all in the East. Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, all in the NFC South, and San Francisco. Who doesn't make the playoffs? Uh, this one's easy. Commanders. The easy answer is Washington, <laughs> and you pick pick any two of those three NFC South teams. Who do you think wins that division? Because the other two you don't think are going to have enough wins to get to the playoffs. Tampa Bay looks great. Baker Mayfield looks like the number one pick in the draft. He's hitting Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, has a just a new lease on life. Tampa Bay has looked actually very good. Now they beat Chicago, so let's don't get too excited this week. How about which 0-2 team makes the playoffs? New England? No, nope. I'm, I'm waiting. No. Nope. Cincinnati with a injured Joe Burrow or a, at least a banged up Joe Burrow? I think that depends on how long he's out. They're 0-2 in the division,
1: too. They were, they they're were, not just 0-2. They were also 0-2 last year. They Went to the Super Bowl, or the AFC were.
0: Championship. You're right. Uh, Houston? No way. Uh, Chargers? Maybe. They've got potential. I mean, they're only a game back. Yeah. Remember, Kansas City's 1-1, and they scored 17 points in their victory. They got a great defense. Who thought in the Mahomes era we would be saying – well, you know what? Kansas City's relying on their defense. Chris Jones is back. Uh, Denver? No. Ugh. Seems like a dumpster fire. Russell Wilson. Sean Payton. My goodness. Minnesota. Again, only a game back.
1: Yeah, that, that would be a likely option just because, I mean, we've talked about the NFC North being weak. So, Bears, no shot. Bears? No shot. Come on. I know.
0: Justin Fields, Fields. he's going to turn it around He's no, garbage. I know. Carolina? No shot. Carolina's two games behind Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and New Orleans. That's not good after two weeks. And my last one, of course, tanking for Caleb Williams, the Arizona Cardinals. I've got to say no on that one. You know that I thought? I was, I was preparing the show for yesterday on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the games, and I go, you know what I'm going to have to ask Monday? Should the New York Giants tank for Caleb Williams? And then they came back and won. New York <laughs> trailed Arizona 28-7 to 7 at one point in that mm-hmm. game. There were
1: four, oh, I, I want to say four comebacks of 10-plus wins You're right. On Sunday. Yes,
0: That's right. wild. But I thought, man, the Giants, Barkley got hurt, and then Danny Dimes took over. You're, you're, not, you're rarely going to say that. Well, I mean, that's – yeah. Arizona still is tanking. Yeah. But the players don't know it. So they're playing hard. Did somebody radio down and say, uh, you know, uh, we need to lose this game? <laughs> tanking for Caleb Williams here.
1: I wasn't surprised to see Daniel Jones take over because you remember when Barkley missed time last year? He's talented. He, Yeah, I mean, he's he plays
0: a lot better without Barkley for some reason. Okay, here's the problem. You give him the nickname, Danny Dimes. Then when he plays bad, you think it's worse than it is because we give these guys a nickname. Goes from Danny Dimes, the he's damn Daniel, Danny. He's Daniel Jones. He's not Danny Dimes. Now, he was Danny Dimes in the second half, I guess. Ah, Giants. I really thought I was going to come in here and say, hey, the Giants should tank for Caleb Williams. Daniel Jones is not the answer. They're 0-2. They're in the same division with Dallas and Philadelphia. They might as well just lay down now and try to get Caleb Williams. But somehow, some way, they came back and won. All right, the Reds win last night, impressive win over Minnesota, 7-3. to Yeah, we got about a minute and a half to talk baseball. I know TJ loves it when I talk baseball. Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, I started way early then. <laughs> 7-3, to the Reds beat Minnesota. They are now in a virtual tie with my Chicago Cubs. Now, the Cubs have two games in hand. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Um, if they win them both, they would have a one-game lead over Cincinnati. The Reds are now 79 and 73. If my math is correct, that's 152. They've got 10 games left tied for the last spot, only by the way, a half game behind Arizona who plays the Giants Sanfran. in Arizona starting tonight. The Giants are two back of uh Cincinnati and the Cubs. Miami, by the way, is a half game back after losing a big game last night. Lost 2-1 to one to the Mets. Mets got a late run in that one to beat Miami, who, by the way, had just swept Atlanta over the weekend.
1: Oh, you said yesterday on the show that Reds fans are now Mets fans. Absolutely. Mets fans, and I'll add Giants on there as well. Let's go Giants.
0: Right now they are. They would love nothing more than the Giants to win two out of three yep. against Arizona. Yep, That's the perfect number. And the Reds got to keep winning. I said before yesterday, you got three with uh, Minnesota, and then you've got three with Pittsburgh this weekend. You got to go. You have to go four and two. Well, and the Cubs have Pittsburgh, too, this week. so You want to go five and one. Yeah, the Cubs start a series with Pittsburgh tonight. Let's go Pirates. Um, Yeah, those extra games, man. I don't know if you want them or not. When do they make them up? I don't know if you want them or not. Uh, It's just the schedule. The Reds are off Thursday. The Cubs are not. Oh, okay. Um, That's just the way the schedule worked out. So, Philly's going to be in. They got a four-game lead uh, for that last wild-card spot, for the fourth wild-card spot. Diamondbacks, half-game lead over the Cubs and the Reds. Marlins another half-game back. So, you got four teams fighting for two spots.
1: It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week and a half. Reds
0: baseball, man. I hope they make the playoffs, but I don't want them to do it at the expense of my cup. (laughs) Is that fair? Fair. All right, no show tomorrow. Tony Burke Thursday. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on The Big X. I heard it. I heard it on the X.